Hey y'all. This is Talkin' Trash with Liv and Lizzie. The podcast where two friends show each other our silliest and most treasured movies. Each week we'll watch a beloved movie. No matter how corny, childish, or contrived. Sometimes a masterpiece with minor flaws. Other times a magnificent mess. Because one man's trash is Liv and Lizzie's treasure. excited for this oh it's great because i'm i'm really excited to obviously be hanging out with you but then also to be to be watching something i know absolutely nothing about and i haven't done that in a while it's exciting yeah uh this is a this is a movie i'm excited um but i we're gonna have a whole whole chit chat about that so how are you my friend i'm good I'm good. Um, I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's just been like my mantra this year. I'm good. I'm tired. Yeah. Um, I think. I think. Like, I'm just gonna start saying like, I'm 2020 good. I'm 2020 good. I'm yeah. 2020 good. Yeah, that's fair. I'm about as good as I can be. Yeah. 2020 wise. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's been. Yeah. It's been a week. What about you? How, how's it going? It's good. It's been a really, really nice, relaxing Saturday. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm looking forward to this. And um, there's only two more weeks until the week of Thanksgiving, which is nuts. Whoop, whoop. Wait, no, I thought there was three. No. <laughs> Girl, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> time is an illusion. Uh, I every time someone says time is an illusion, all I can think of is the waterbender in Avatar who's like, pants are an illusion, and so is death. <laughs> every single time, and I feel like that's an okay mantra for twenty twenty. Right? Pants I'm, are an illusion, and so is time. I'm so excited. I, <laughs> sorry, my dog's in here. It, she gave a cute little... I couldn't tell if that was a cough or a sneeze. It was a cough. Um, um, but yeah, speaking of Avatar, I, I've already told you this, but I'm really excited because like my dad started watching Avatar. An <laughs> excellent life choice. So um, I'm just, you know, he's like, yeah, I started watching this show. It's kind of a silly little like animated thing. It's called Avatar The Last Airbender. Have you heard of it? And me, who's like been in the Avatar fandom for years... And like adores the show and has watched it multiple times is like, oh yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> um, but so I was explaining to him, um, I was like, you know Zuko? He was like, I don't remember names yet because he's only a couple episodes yeah. in. I was like, the kid with the burn on his eye. He was like, oh, the angry kid. And I was like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, um, well, that's that's Rufio from Hook. And he was like, oh, cool. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for him to keep watching. Um, that was a very tangential, un- tangential, <laughs> and had nothing to do with what we're you talking about. You know what? About. I think I, I would be honestly perfectly fine with just stopping what we're doing and making a full podcast where just we about just Avatar. talk about Avatar. Yeah. And I think the world is also fine with that. That's fair. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what? I will make it. I will make it segue. Um. The, tonight's movie is one that my dad showed me. Oh, so there we shout go. out to to my daddy for his great taste in films. I know you were saying last week that a lot of your taste in movies comes from your mom. Yes. Mine pretty exclusively comes from my dad. My dad. Yeah. My dad was definitely the movie buff of the house, which is why, like, a lot of my favorite films growing up and still to this date are, like, Gladiator, The Patriot, Braveheart. <laughs> the like, ultimate all these, like, dad movies. Yeah, all these, like, dad movies that, like, what? I cherish so much, even though, like... You know, some of them have not aged as well as others. What is your dad's favorite movie? Oh. Because I know my dad's favorite movie off the top of my head, and it's the most dad movie ever, and I want to know if your dad also just has a super dad movie. I don't know. I I know one of his favorite movies. I don't know if this is, like, his definitive favorite movie. Um, 
But when it comes to, like, epic war movies, Mm -hmm. his favorite, and subsequently mine as well, is probably Kingdom of Heaven. Mm. I still have not seen that one. Oh, it's on my list. It's so good. Yeah. It's, Orlando Bloom doesn't suck in it. (laughs) Is that kind of pretty good? Hey, what is that supposed to mean? Okay, you know, Uh, you you know that I, you know that I love Orlando Bloom more than almost anyone else in the entire world. We are both those girls. He makes some choices, though, when it comes to acting. (laughs) We are both those girls in the audio, like, Goyles, who had an obsession with Orlando, Orlando Bloom as a preteen. I know. Every time I see those, I'm like, that's me. Yeah. Funnily, um, funnily enough, mine was uh, never legless. I was a Will Turner girl. I think, I was, to be honest. I was both. I think that's talking about trash. I think that's why I'm so into Carnival Row, because it's just older girl, Will Turner. I love Carnival Row. <laughs> 40-year-old Orlando Bloom takes his shirt off, and I'm like, I still love you. Yeah, it's, nothing's It changed. has been, you realize that it has been, as of this year, 19 years to the day that I was wounded on Weathertop. Um, no, but, <laughs> but that the first, that the that first. That was excellent. Thank, Good job. Thank you. It's been 19 years to the day since the Lord of the Rings came out and I will never forget I was what eight years old nine years old I'll let you do that math I was nine years old and to that point I had one crush maybe two but one of them was kind of loose my first crushes were Nick Carter Mine too. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Mine was not Nick. I'm sorry. I lied. Yours was Aaron. It was No, no, no. Mine was Nick. Um, and next up was, was Casper's ghost. That was a lot of girls. When he, when he was, you know what I'm talking about? When he comes back as a, as a human. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh. And I had a crush on him. Um, and so my transition into kind of more like adult crushes, I guess, was Legolas. Yeah. The it's I liked blondes when I was little. Draco Malfoy was one. Okay, see, as I aged, just turned into gray hair more than blonde. Draco hair. never did it for me either. Draco quit doing it for me after film five. I kind of lost interest. It was pretty late in the game. Um, so give me- I like the blonde bowl cut. Okay, what can I say? <laughs> But yeah, I, I'll never forget being in the theater with my sister. It was my first PG-13 movie. My sister and my dad took me, and Legolas walked in, and I was like, is oh. this what love feels like? <laughs> so this um, is love. Um, so, yeah. Anyways. Um, Where were we going with uh, all of <laughs> I don't remember. We've gone down such a long um, path. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, we're talking about dad, dad movies. movies. <laughs> what is your what? What did you say your dad movie was? My my father's favorite film is Chariots of Fire. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, that checks out. Uh, aggressively dad that checks movie. Out. But I, and, I'm gonna and, text my dad and ask him what his favorite movie it's, is. It's a good movie. I like it a lot. My um, dad's probably gonna call. I'm gonna be like, I can't talk right now, Dad. I'm filming a podcast. I just um, wanted to know what your favorite movie was. I, it, I mean, it may have changed, but I'm pretty sure that's that's still his favorite. Um, yeah, no, I was I'm much more aligned with my mo- my mom's favorite movie is The Sound of Music, and my my tastes are much more bent in in that direction. Okay, so I'm not even gonna lie, I was like a closeted Sound of Music fan for a really long time because my dad hated it. I and I was Sound like, of Music. He was like, I can't stand the Sound of Music, and I was like, Yeah, I know, totally lame, right? <laughs> And then uh, you'd like hide in your closet being like, high on a hill was a lonely goat, her lady, your lady, your lady, who? Um, but also, I went to a very small private Christian school, and the principal of that school was also our music teacher, and she was obsessed. All music teachers are obsessed with the sound of music, and that's what they so show. So the alma mater for our school was a rewritten version of Edelweiss. <laughs> Um, we had to sing that. We had to sing Do Re Mi. Yeah. Um, we also 
frequently would start the school day with oh what a beautiful morning from Oklahoma and I still am just now getting to the point where I'm forgiving Oklahoma for it I still like have nightmares about that song I, okay so <laughs> I'm realizing I'm so sick of it I'm realizing a lot more of things that I haven't seen now that the more the more that I talk to you and so uh Oklahoma never seen it I'm not a huge Oklahoma fan if you want to see the best part of Oklahoma go online to YouTube and Google um Allie Stoker Oklahoma I, I know I've heard that name. I can't say no. She is the first um, uh, disabled woman to win a Tony. She was in. She's in a wheelchair. Um, I, okay, so so I'm I'm like familiar with her because I know I've seen yeah. her like in like clips yeah. of things before. But um, her rendition of "Can't Say No" is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. I'm like where how how are you hitting these notes they're just they're they're dumb how good they are um so i highly recommend um but anyways uh so dad movie so this this movie is very much a dad movie my dad showed me this this movie when i was younger um and it would just come on tv every now and again and we would kind of have this like routine of like oh a good movie's on well okay um I'll go grab the Oreos and the peanut butter and you go get like some Cokes from the fridge and we would sit down and um, I would steal all the like cream out of his Oreos and put them back together and put it on his plate when he would look away Um, and then he'd eat it and be like oh no there's no cream of course he knew I was doing it. This Um, is incredibly cute. And then as I as as I got older um we our, our our snack of choice ended up being like crunchy peanut butter, um, but we would just get a spoon and dip it and get like a big glob and then just like munch on it for the whole film. Or like chocolate ice cream was also a go-to mm. Mayfield brand only because that's my dad's favorite. Um, so yeah, this this is very. I actually haven't watched this movie in a really long time, but it, it gives me like all the dad feels. Um, well, now I'm like we. You know, this is important to you. I'm sad that, like, our food... T- we don't have crunchy peanut butter. I... <laughs> we should go... You know what? We have peanut butter. We can go get... We, that can be our vibe for tonight. Yeah. It can be peanut butter and, <laughs> and like, Cokes and Oreos. Uh, that'll, that, and, that'll do it. Yeah. So, so that's the vibe. Vibe that's check. That's the vibe. Good, crunchy good vibe peanut check. butter. Um, I don't think we have Oreos, but, uh... Sorry, Dad. <laughs> but, yeah. So what are you expecting from this film? Um, so... I, I, as you know, last episode, I lost my ever-loving mind when you told me Dennis Quaid was in this. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you- I am expecting Sean Connery brilliance. Okay. Um, Do you know what character Sean Connery plays? No. Okay. So he's... But here's the thing. It's one of two things. He's either going to be like a wise old wizard. I guess it's one of three things. A, a fantastic villain... Or he's going to be a dragon voice. It may be a combination of those things. He's, we may have a dragon who can turn into a. You were right. He is the dragon voice. Yeah. Um. So um, I'm. I'm expecting the power of friendship yes, to be something that yes, helps <laughs> save yes. the kingdom. Um. Oh, also, I just texted my dad, and just so you know, I'm so right. He couldn't decide, so he broke it down into genre. He said his favorite comedy is The Life of Brian, and his favorite drama is a tie between The Last of the Mohicans and Kingdom of Heaven. Oh, The Last of the Mohicans is such so a good movie. Can I be <laughs> the honest? The score, though, gives the me score life. score is fantastic. Also. So, I like it. I, I was not a fan of that book. I enjoyed the movie, but not a fan um, of it. Um... I remember, um, what is his name? Is it Uncas? The, the brother? Dude, I, I cannot name a single character's name from So there's Nathaniel, Natty Bumpo, uh, and then there's, he's, his brother, who is, is an, is a Native American man, is, I believe, named Uncas, and I saw The Last of the Mohicans a few years after Lord of the Rings, um, and kind of like the long braid I knew where did this it was for going. me. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, um, but I had a huge crush on Uncas, and then Uncas dies at the end of the movie, and I like stormed out of the room. I was like, I'm done. And like, <laughs> my dad was like, Are you okay? And I was like, No, Uncas died, and I hate everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 
I still, but uh, great movie, good one. Yeah. Um, so I I think that's it. I, I'm expecting a stellar Sean Connery performance, the power of friendship, um, and I don't know how to articulate it, but I'm expecting like a '90s score. Like I'm expecting, oh, yeah. like oh god, yeah, a lot of acoustic guitar, but it's like happy acoustic guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm expecting basically the soundtrack from The Princess Bride, just copied and pasted to onto be honest, this movie. I'm kind of blanking as to the soundtrack. Um, that'll be an interesting thing to, to let watch me, and explore. Let me tell you a little bit about this film, though. Please do before we jump in. Uh, rated PG-13. Um, the Scandalous. catchphrase is "You will believe." <laughs> the there can be miracles. Don't reference the greatest movie of all time <laughs> when we're talking about this. Um, uh, that is the most '90s yeah. tagline I've ever heard. Yeah, you could literally very... copy and paste that <clears throat> onto any film. Uh-huh. You could put that on like the Aliens poster, right? and it would still work. Um, <laughs> so the the character. Uh, I, it's Draco. I think they pronounce it Draco in here because it's Sean Connery. It's played by Sean Connery. Dennis Quaid plays like a, a washed up knight. They become friends. I don't want to give you too much information about it. Um, but for 1996, the CGI is stellar. Now, in 2020, mm-hmm. the CGI sucks. I, it's terrible. I'm ready to be endeared to um, this. So yeah, Dennis Quaid, David Thewlis, who played Lupin in the Harry Potter films. Yeah, you said that name, and, and I remember I I did, had no idea who that was. Yeah, so now he, I know he's supposed to be like a young man in this. Um, mm-hmm. He still looks like an old man. <laughs> Jason Isaacs apparently is in this movie, but I could not tell you who he plays. Gotcha. Um, uh, Robert Roger Ebert. Um, in describing this film, called it one of the most sublimely silly movies I've ever seen. I'm so um, ready. It's very, very silly. Um, there's some criticism. It's got it's got a 50% tomato meter. Um, basically, it's fun, but it's not good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think I think that's the heart of of, of trash what, of what we show each other. Right. It's fun, but, but it's, it's not good. good. Yeah, I've already got some, like, titles lined up of things that I'm going to show you. Yeah. Especially when we get around the holiday season oh, yeah. that are just the Fun, epitome of that. Fun, but not good. Um, also, this film came out, like, I think, like, a year after... It's 1996 is when it came out, and it came out, I think, like, a year after Braveheart. So even though the, the name Dragonheart fits thematically with the film. It was a little bit of a There are some grab. criticisms that it might have been a cra- cash grab, and Dennis Quaid's hair is incredibly reminiscent of Mel Gibson's hair in Braveheart. Um, so th- it's definitely uh, really cashing in a little bit on like that the That's like really Scottish hype that was going on. Yeah. Um, well, so okay, so back to transitioning back to dad and mom movies. My dad loves Braveheart as okay. all dads do. Yeah. Um, so he would he would be pleased with that. But the the other funny thing about this, I've mentioned this to you, um, when I I mentioned to my mom like, hey, we started like recording a podcast together just as something fun to do, um, and I said I don't know, there's like a list of movies she wants to show me. She wants to show me called something called Dragonheart. My mom was so excited. <laughs> And I was so surprised because she's not like a high fantasy person. She's like, oh, yes. And then when I learned Sean Connery was in it, I was like, that's why. Dads like this movie because action. Moms (laughs) like this movie because either Sean Connery or Dennis Quaid. Sometimes both. Um, So without further ado. Yes. Here is Dragonheart. Let's let's go. I'm so excited. Well, well, welcome back. <laughs> the uh, yeah. So, Dragonheart. 
Yeah. What did you think? That was a movie. That's a movie. That was a movie. It with, is a movie. With the dragon with the... and and an evil king. Uh-huh. And a lot of slapstick. Uh-huh. And a very recognizable score. Yes, that, that last so, like orchestral piece, I was like, well, I heard this in every trailer. And... It's really funny, because I was like, for some reason, I was like, I can't remember what the movie, what the music to this sounds like. Like, we even talked about it beforehand. But now, but then as soon as it started, I was like, oh, that's right. This movie, because it wasn't super popular, like, the music for it was used in every yep. trailer in the early 2000s. Yep. Like, any inspirational movie that came out had this movie's music in it. Yep. Um, it was fun. It was really fun to watch with you. Yeah? Um, I mostly had fun, like, waiting for specific shots that were, like, very tropey 90s things. Yeah. Like, he jumps on the back of the horse from behind. Yes. There um, were at least four, like, nut shots throughout this movie. <laughs> One of my favorites is when he's, like, on his, like, horse on the hill and it's sunset and the dragon flies up and I'm like that shot's great I'm like okay here's the question who did it first this film or Free Willy ooh I don't remember what year Free Willy came out I'm gonna look it up yeah look that out is it it the first one where Free Willy like I don't know I also remember there was this movie um I think it was The Man from Stony River and I feel like that was a shot in it too like being on the horse like very level with the sunset. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Westerns kind of have done that for a while. It's kind of a tropey shot. But by the way, Free Willy came out in 1993, so oh, three years prior to this. This is definitely it's, it. Definitely Free Willy. Post Free Willy. Yes, there's a lot of you can see the the cultural influences of the time. That is incredible. Um, uh, what do you what what do you want my thoughts on first? Um. Well, let's start with the master himself, um, in honor of his memory. Let's talk about Draco, voiced by Sean Connery. It it was a dragon voiced by Sean Connery. Yeah, I mean, it's I pretty much what I, you expect. Yeah, I, I don't really have anything else to, to add to that or take away from that. It's exactly um, what you expect yeah. from a Sean Connery dragon. Yeah, he's um, also very... Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the implication that he might have been a former king, um, you know, it it just, it all fit. He also flirts with everything that breathes. Yeah, and it's I, really funny because he kind of flirts with Dennis Quaid yes, I was throughout the film, um, but then immediately flirts with, I think her name is Kara? Sure. I called her Rachel at one <laughs> point. I'm calling her We Rachel. don't remember her name. I also um, thought he called her Carol, but he called her girl, so... I'm gonna call her Carol. That's in between. Both. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but he flirts. He flirts with everyone in this film, and it's kind of interesting. Um, and I, I don't hate it. Um, <laughs> he's Sean Connery. He can do what he wants. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, let's go ahead then, and we'll come back to Dennis Quaid first. Let's tell me what you think of um, Girl Power McGee. Oh, okay. She, she's actually probably my least favorite character. Um, just. Because you can tell that there was this era where there there felt like there had to be this need to include these like powerful girl characters in things, um, but they they don't know how to make a girl character a powerful character except for like giving her a knife and sometimes she like knocks someone off a horse mm-hmm. or she just kind of like grits her teeth a lot. Um, but she still has to get saved a lot, too. Yes. Yeah. Um. Just And here's the thing. I don't mind girls being damsels in distress or, or being powerful warriors or being a combination of both. Just make them interesting. Yeah. Give them personality. Like, Kara's only personality trait is, the king killed my dad. I hate the king. Blah. What if we all fought back? And that's, I know nothing else about her. Yep. She's just... Is she a good leader? Hashtag revolutionary. Is she organized? I don't, I don't know. know. Is she charismatic? I, I don't, don't know. know. Is she funny? I don't, I don't know. know. She has a very bad red wig, and that's it's about so all I sad, know. It's so sad, because there's scenes where it looks good. 
And then... And I'm like, oh, man, I wish I had, like, long, curly red hair like that. And then two seconds later... It goes from straight to curly. Yeah, it doesn't quite make up its mind. Yeah. It it doesn't quite make up its mind about what it wants to be. Yeah. Um, Okay, so let's talk about uh, David Thewlis. Okay. The whiny king. I actually really like him as a bad guy. Good. I love whiny bad guys. I love bad guys who I can just hate, and I really hated him. We haven't talked about this yet, but I feel like we need to get it out on the table. Yeah. Um, just so everyone knows where we stand. Uh, you like Kylo Ren a lot. <laughs> I knew you were gonna bring this up! <laughs> Gosh darn it! Uh, y- yes. Yes, I do. Yes. And uh, here, okay, here's here's my complicated Kylo Ren things. Uh, I think he's a very entertaining villain. Yes. Um, I, I, I don't have any kind of like, you know, crushy feelings for him when he's evil. When he turns good, but. I have I have a bit a bit of a crush, and I, I I genuinely like the the light side aspect of him more. Um, I, I like that character. I hate that that character came at the cost of, like, everything else in those movies. Right. But that is a whole other, like, conversation See, whenever we watch the sequels. But I like I like characters who part of why you hate them is because they are so insecure and so immature and yes, so whiny. And, and then we get this king who's this big-nosed, whiny man-child... And like <laughs> with mommy issues. And we're talking about like David Thewlis's mouth constantly looks like it's like he he constantly looks like a Kardashian in this film to me. <laughs> the way his lips are like pouty. Yes. Um and it works for me. For yes. like the the like grumpy, pouty, evil king. I'm super fine with it. Yeah. Um yeah, I really, really like him. His mom is is one of the most, and she's easily the most interesting woman in this entire yes. film. Yes. Oh my gosh. I, I okay. So when um, yeah, there there would be times when they would be like talking, or they, I would think it was Kara doing something, but it was the mom. I was like, yes, the mom is so much yes. better. Um, I feel like this would be a good place to kind of hang tight for a second and um, give our audience a little overview of the film. Um, so warning, spoilers ahead. Um, I highly encourage you guys to still watch it, but we are going to discuss, like, the end of the film and stuff. Yeah. Um, so basically, David Thewlis' character, Prince Einan, his father is murdered by, I say murdered, um, is attacked and ambushed by peasants after he burns down their village because he's an evil, horrible king. Um... And uh, Prince Einan is injured in this attack, and he's going to die. And his mother is a practitioner of the old Celtic ways. So she and Dennis Quaid, who is um, Bowen, who's this knight, and who's Einan's teacher, take him to this dragon who saves his life. Um, on, on the promise that, like, he makes the prince swear that he will be a good noble king and of course he's a really terrible bad king Mm -hmm. um and then 12 years later Dennis Quaid aka Bowen the Knight uh has started slaying all the dragons because he's angry because he blames that one dragon for corrupting his noble prince who is now the king um he, it's, it's so obvious to the audience that, like, yeah, this guy is is bad news. He's going to stay bad he's news. He's always been bad news. Um, and then uh, Bowen finds this dragon who ends up being the correct dragon. Um, and they end up striking a deal. Like, they fight for a long time. They come to, like, a truce, like a standstill. And they end up... Uh, it ends up being this, like, like buddy con man film for most of the time where they decide to go from town to town and the dragon Draco is his name will attack the town Mm -hmm. and then Bowen will pretend to kill him and take the money money. Um, but then of course eventually they end up 
fighting back against oppression and tyranny, and uh, the film ends, we realize that uh, Draco has given Ainan half his heart, mm-hmm. and so Ainan cannot be killed unless Draco is killed. And Ainan's mom, who's a badass, hires dragon slayers to try to kill the dragon. Which was awesome who she actually really likes Mm -hmm. but she is trying to quote correct a mistake made long ago um by ending Ainan's life because he's such a bad king it's hardcore it's really hardcore she is hardcore like yeah no you're there is no (laughs) going back to the kind of there's no there's still good in him nah she's like she's like man screw you you're super evil she's like hey draco i'm sorry we're gonna have to kill you but uh yeah i can't put up with this kid any longer (laughs) he's evil let's get rid of him yep um yeah and then um so draco dies at the end of course bowen has to kill him and um it's this melodramatic scene um and then Draco turns into a star. It's very, we, and we talked about this, it's very end of Princess and the Rock. Yeah, and he joins the Constellation, Constell, Constellation, Constellation Draco with all the other dragon souls. And uh, all the it's people beautiful. are like, oh my god, it's a dragon. And they look up in <laughs> awe as the stars shine very brightly and the film ends. So, uh, uh, tell me... Don't let me forget what I'm about to say when when it's time for me to talk about things that I liked. Whenever okay. whenever we want to do that, but tell me what you me hated first. What I hated, okay. Um, there wasn't a whole lot that I I hated. I mm-hmm. really didn't like the girl character in this. Yeah. Um, and I I think I kind of could have done. Uh, again, there's something I really hated. I probably could have done with, um. A little bit more of the going from town to town and doing like cons. I agree. It only really happens. There's like only three twice. cons. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it is a little tonally incongruent. Sometimes it's it's comical and and sometimes it wants to be a big fantasy epic. Um, I think it actually works best when it's pretty comical. I agree. Um, and but sometimes even the comedy is like. It it's goes from very like, 90s comedy. It is, and sometimes it goes from like tongue in cheek and like kind of goofy, and then seconds later it'll be slapstick. Um, so even the comedy can't quite decide what it wants to be. Yeah, and I don't hate it for that. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think that was a. I mean, about it. I think for the most part, this was just kind of a fun goofy movie there's nothing that i like really cynically make fun of it um i thought i I thought for the most part it was pretty okay Mm -hmm. um the the parts that i really uh, unless unless there's something you have in the category of like really not liking it but i know i love this movie yeah i was like i don't think you would um as far as stuff that i really did like um the monk bard character is Yo, actually my favorite character in the entire dope. movie. Um, I've never seen that man in any film where he did not play a monk, a bard, or a combination yeah, of the two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think he's great. Um, I, 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 just, I don't know. I just really enjoyed him. Um, <laughs> I liked the peasants in this movie. <laughs> That's what I was gonna say about the end. Like they're so goofy. They're so goofy. They're all staring up at the stars with these same like blank faces. But then like when they get together and fight, they just run up with their sticks to overthrow like, ah! the king. And oh, it works. My. And it works. And I, I kept saying, I was like, oh, there was a whole battle where they like lured the king and his men into the forest. I was like, is this gonna be the the forest moon of Endor? And it yep. absolutely was. Yes, it was. A lot of Star Wars references to this. There are to this movie, um, which makes sense because it, it, Star Wars is just a medieval fantasy in space. That's true. And, and here we just have a medieval fantasy. Both Not of them are are hokey and fun. Yes. Um. So yeah, a lot of fun. I was pleasantly surprised with how well the CG held up. 
Considering um, it came out in 1996, this film is stunning. It's not bad. No, this was incredible work for the time. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, there was a part where Dennis Quaid cut a rope and rode it up to the top of a tower and then dropped back down with a basket as the counterweight and then dropped the basket on someone's head. I live for that nonsense. Um, that, like, musketeers nonsense? Yes. It's yes. very musketeers-y. Um, I liked Tennis Quaid and his uh, not very specific accent. I I said... Uh, and and I know that this is not true, but uh, this was very like early Witcher vibes. Yep. Like, yep. <laughs> even his outfit, I said, it, it looks, looks like he has the like the leather outfit, breastplate, and then this um, bard falls around yep. and he's like, "You're just annoying." Yep. Um. Yeah, it it definitely is kind of Witcher vibes. And back to Dennis Quaid, um. So, I know that if you are not a millennial and you are listening, I I can't speak to what kind of relationship you have with Dennis Quaid as an actor. For me, my relationship with him as an actor is almost exclusively as the dad from The Parent Trap. Yep. So, I remember seeing this movie and being like, what's the dad from The Parent Trap doing with long hair? (laughs) Um... It is pretty long. It is long. And and like we said, you know, Braveheart had come out around the same time. Yeah. And it shows. Um, I think this movie was trying to, like, ride the wave of, you know, Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. All the, there, you know, there's several. That's what I actually saw more of in this. Was there's I was definitely like, a lot of Kevin the, Costner, Robin Hood. Yes. And the complete disregard for any sort of accent. Um, because... You know, this film in particular, um, since it is a film about dragons, it really could have just been like, we are generic kingdom in generic place, question mark. But they had that, like, 934 AD on the beginning of the movie. They give us the official year, which is a bad idea. It was such a weird choice. Um, yeah, that was definitely a choice, and they made it. Um, and then they had to establish what country we're in. By one, referring to the mom as, like, practicing the the old ways of the Celts. And then following that up later with going to... Uh, Avalon. Avalon and uh, finding the round table. And Dennis Quaid is, like, visited by the ghost of King Arthur. Yep. Um, so it's like, oh, so this is England. And only the bad guys have British accents. That's um, how, how else we know they evil. Right. It's a very, like... It's if, such a, like, American take. If girl not captured by bad guy at end, who hero rescue? <laughs> if bad guy no have English accent, how, how we, we know, know they bad? bad? Um... But yeah, I mean, really, what this film boils down to is it's a bromance film between a dragon and Dennis Quaid. My gosh. I seriously wondered if the dragon was going to turn into a human at the end and the two of them, like, walk off into the the sunset sunset together. There are moments where it's almost like, it's very, um... I don't really know it? how to describe it. What is it, it Liv? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's it's a film. Um, um, we, but, I, I've already said earlier, Sean Connery flirts with everything that breathes. He does, even as and a that's, dragon. and that's kind of the thing that makes it like less. Like, <laughs> why are they talking to each other like this? Yeah, because he talks to everyone yeah. in the film like that. Um, so it's it's not really. It only sort of stands out, but um, but he does caress uh, Dennis Quaid's cheek before ascending to the stars and basically saying, like, I'll be with you always, so there's that. Um, <laughs> and, um, I don't know. 
yeah, it's it, it's a movie. Yep. It's it's so nineties it hurts. Yeah. It's so it's it's a blast from the past. Yes. It's It's Dragonheart. Yeah. I literally, like, guys, I, go watch this movie. It's, is it a spectacular film? No. I had fun watching this movie. Yeah. Will you have a good hour and 44 minutes? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Will you recognize the music? Yes. It's iconic. Yep. Um, you know, I mean... Will you will you love every second that Sean Connery is is speaking? Yes. Yep. Will you enjoy Dennis Quaid? Yes. yes. You know, I mean, the fight scenes are actually really I, good. I did say that. I said I really liked the fight scenes. Any any scene within, like the evil castle, that was great. Yeah. It was it was very much. Uh, you know, what I anticipated, mm-hmm. what I hoped for. Um, yeah, I just had fun. Yeah. It was a fun movie. And unlike last week's film, Les Mis, um, there's not really a moment in this film that drags. It no. Moves. It, it, it's, it moves at a fairly good pace. Yeah. And you do get really invested in these characters. You know, like, all jokes aside, um... You know, when Draco dies, I'm like, no, Draco. And then he joins the stars, and I'm like, yay, Draco. And then the fact that, like, you know, he and Dennis Quaid can't continue, and they can't ride off into the sunset and continue their their con where they, you know, pretend to kill Draco for the money for the rest of, of their lives or whatever, like... That genuinely makes me sad. Like I, I want, I want more of that. I want that for them. I want yeah. them to just have their like buddy comedy, Be friends, and and you know, I that's what I want. I want them to have their buddy comedy, and I know that they can only have that like fifteen minute window, mm-hmm. and it makes me sad. Yeah, um, and I think that's part of what makes this film good is that it's easy to get invested in these characters. Yeah. Um, they're kind of stock characters, which mm-hmm. is not always a bad thing, because sometimes it's just a kind of quick, easy way to get you invested. Mm-hmm. Um, it oftentimes can make them kind of flat. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than Dennis Quaid and Draco, um, none of the characters have a ton of growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think they have to, because it's a silly fantasy, and... You know, you're not that you're not here to ask like deep questions about these characters. You're here because Dragon. Yep. And that's the film. Yep. So how are we rating this one? I give this four out of six grubby peasants with sticks. Cool. I'll I'll take that. Yep. So is this going in the treasure box or the trash pile? Oh, I would put this in the treasure box. Yo. Yeah. Especially, especially with you. Like I would. I you are you are a person I would watch this with. I don't know Good. that I would, like, and I don't know that I would like dive in the the five dollar DVD bin at Walmart and be like, oh cool, Dragonheart. Dragon <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would gladly pay five dollars for this. Movie. I would. Uh, yeah. Um, but I would not pay a dollar more. If it was $6, I'd be like, eh, I can rent it on Amazon for three, you know? Um, if, it, if it came on, like, Freeform or something, I'd be like, oh, fucking hard. Wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, for me, I, I hold it a little more dear. Like I said, I grew up watching this movie with my dad. Um, so, um, I'd probably give it, like, five out of six Grubby Peasants. Yeah. Um... But I feel like we're in a in a similar range. Yeah. Um so yeah, um this week then I guess is dedicated to the late great Sean Connery. Yep. Um you know, thank you, Mr. Connery, for voicing my favorite film dragon. Um as well as, you know, of course other iconic roles like 
Honestly, my favorite thing he ever did was the dad in Indiana Jones. Oh, yes. Hands down. Absolutely. Like, I know he was James Bond for a really long time and that he was a super iconic James Bond, but let's be Yeah, but come let's on. Let's be honest. When he opens his umbrella and chases the birds <laughs> on the beach. It's as so the best good. Scene. It's so, like the whole. The Let whole, my armies be the trees and the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad Sean Connery impression. Thank you. Um. So, Lizzie, what are we watching next week? You know, I haven't one. I I've got it narrowed down to a couple. Um, but I think I think next week might be my. Um, oh, hey puppy! There's a there's a whiny little puppy right here. Hey Zoe. Um, I think next week I'm down to a couple. Okay. But it might be my turn to pick like nineties cheese fest for okay. me. Um but uh yeah, I haven't I haven't really decided. Okay. This is the first time where I don't feel like we have like a and we don't have one lined up. No, I need to I need to figure that out. Okay. Well we will let y'all know. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, um, thank you for, um, a few of you have, have asked us to, um, watch a few movies that have been added to the list. Um, currently the movies that have recently been added, um, shout out to Josh, who has asked us to watch Three Ninjas, which I know literally nothing about. All I know is I googled the cover and it's, it looks like an 80s or 90s film with three white children who want to be ninjas. <laughs> that's that's all I got. Um and uh yeah. I am um, so, so that's on the recommendation list. Yes. Um Warm Bodies was a request from Jenna. So it's been added to the I list. I love Warm Bodies. You have? I've never seen it. Really? Really? Oh, I really like War. That's that's in my treasure chest. Okay. So. Yeah, I've never seen it. Like I said, I'm not a big zombie person. Um, I find them annoying, but I like. I feel like that one might be subversive enough that I might enjoy it. I only like subversive zombie movies. Like I, I'm I'm not in the. I'm not. I'm not. I I'm not someone that sits down and is like, hey, let's watch like a cheesy zombies movie. Like I, it's yeah. never really been my thing. Yeah. Um, did, I, I like Shaun of the Dead. That's about the extent of my. Now see, that's mine that I haven't seen. Oh, it's fun. Yeah, it's good. I've seen the other two movies in the, um, what's the the Cornetto trilogy, but I have not seen uh, Shaun of the Dead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to watch that at some point too. And then the last recommendation is probably the worst. Um, we've been asked by Sydney, I believe it was, to watch the live action Super Mario's brother Mario Brothers Gosh. movie. Yeah. No. We're going to watch it. I don't I know don't want to watch that one. <laughs> like all these other ones I'm like, "Oh, that looks cheesy but endearing. Oh, I actually like that movie." That is the one that I'm like I, I haven't even watched all the way through. I've just watched clips, and it's so painful. But see, that's kind of why I'm excited. Because you know that I love that movie. Like, I, 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 I love movies that have no redeeming quality. Certain bad movies I can 100% get behind. I love The Room. You and I, I both love, love The, the room. room. Oh, hi, Mark. We we both had we talked about this last week. We both had fun watching Cats, even though I'm still not in the place where I'm looking forward to rewatching that soon. Um, but the the Mario one just oh, it's gonna hurt my soul. We're gonna do it for you, Sid. I promise. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all that to say, if you um, we may not watch them right away. But if you want to give us a shout out for films, um, we will definitely um, start adding those to the list yep. and working them in as we go. So does she tweets? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't handle the 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 tweets. I I don't. I don't do the tweets. So is that what they do? Do they? Do they? Do they email us the twitters? Confession time. Um, I I am in charge of the tweets. 
And to be honest, guys, I don't really know what I'm doing. So, um, I am very much like an Instagram girl. We are, we are active on Instagram as well. Please come check us out. Um, but, uh, we are on Twitter. Um, it's a good way to find our Instagram. Um, and sorry that my, our Twitter skills are subpar. We are elder millennials just trying to navigate the the hell space that is Twitter. We are literally just like, eh, we're trying to do this fun thing. Let's do this fun thing together. Yo. Yep. So, um, but yeah, hit us up. Let us know what you want us to watch. And uh, we will, we'll let you know soon what we're going to watch next week. Yeah, I'm... Mm, after this, I don't know. It's it might be it might be too good, but I'm leaning towards showing you Air Force One. I'm leaning towards that. Let's do it. That's cheese. a good. That's a '90s cheese. Yeah. And um, again, I feel like some people would be upset that I would even consider putting that in a trash category. Well, but it's one of those that I I watch it and I think, man, this could not be made today. It's one of those that like I think if a if a Gen Z kids saw it they they would would not understand no a lot of the the context um because the world we live in now is just so different and yes. and i think that makes it not bad but just hard to relate to yeah for a modern audience yeah. um i love it i love it so much and i hadn't watched it until i, I had never seen it until recently and I was like, how do more people not talk about this movie that was on TBS all the time? I'm, do you remember when TBS was a way that you watched, watched movies, movies regularly? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man, like, every, every weekend. Every weekend. <laughs> That's on our list, too, by the way. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I There's a lot of movies that I think of that I think are similar to that. Like, like Top Gun, um... And I, I I don't know how similar they are. Hot take: I like Air Force One better. Okay. Than Top Gun. Here's the thing: I've never seen Air Force One. I don't like Top Gun. It's very different. Um, okay, that's good. Um, and I'm not sure if it's gonna be like Armageddon or any of those kind of you know. It's closer tonally. Okay. To Armageddon. Because those than it is to those to Top Gun. aren't my favorite movies. But I rec- I also know that this one has Harrison Ford in it, yeah. and I feel like I'll forgive all manners of sins for Harrison Ford. I love me some Harrison. Ford. Don't we all? Yes. Um, I love him, and uh, yeah, it's just oh, what a what a great. Um, I'm now thinking about it. I'm like oh great like post-election season movie to watch Air right? Force One. <laughs> right. Oh, it'll be... A s- presidential film? It'll be... So- we'll, we'll talk about it then, but it's, it's, it's okay. part of why it's so weird watching it in the year of our Lord 2020. Okay. Yeah. Alright, so. so yeah, next week, Air Force One. Yeah. Join us then. We'll do it. Okay. Well, bye. Bye. Have a good week. Thanks for hopping in the trash can with us. Give this week's movie a watch and tell us what you think. And let us know what movies you think are trashy treasure. Maybe we'll give it a watch. Follow us on Twitter at Live and Lizzie to tell us your thoughts. And remember, no matter how trashy you feel, you are deeply treasured. Bye!